With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome into the Dublin to Denver podcast on the Mile High Report podcast network. My name is Michael McQuaid. Today I am joined by Colm Cronin and Stuart Roach ahead of, well now we're about uh, about three months out from the season starting. We are four or five, well I can't think of my mass anymore, we're four months out from London-ish and that means we're about eight or nine months out from winning the Super Bowl. Colm, uh, welcome in. I, I wish it was next week that the season was beginning. This is kind of the the fallow period uh, between like real training camp kicking off and obviously the, the preseason games. And uh, I just uh, cannot wait for, uh, without wishing the summer away, I cannot wait for September. Stuart, you, you can't wish a summer away, can you? I mean, come off. Well, you'd have to have a summer uh, in order to wish away, Michael. Um, again, our American listeners going, what are these guys talking about? Um, yeah, I, 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 I hear you. I mean, it, it, it's, it's been, it, it seems like quite a while since. I guess Russell Wilson was the, was the big, the big news story for us. And sort of took away from the draft, which is grand. Um, but it's, I don't know how many weeks ago it's been since column rang me my phone was off and I picked it up to give out about Aaron Rodgers not joining and then I realized about two 
Colin was sort of realised, I think this was even more nonsense for me on a phone call than is the norm. Um, so it's been a while since Russell joined and it seems like, you know, we're, we're now at, this, at, the, at, this, at the point of the off-season where the Russell Wilson having the three Super Bowls on his orange cleats is news, which, you know, looks really cool and, and I hope he wears them in games. But I think we're, we're now at the point where we're, we're kind of desperate for anything approaching a bit of news but in fairness there, there was a few reports that sort of came out um in the last 24 hours about such you know a few bits and pieces because it was mini camp day one um so there's been a couple of little stories including one or two players that we may have written off look like they're they're hopefully having a bit of a renaissance albeit you know at this stage when things are really still it's the phony war i suppose before the main event but um yeah it's good to get some kind of football because um gosh knows we're we're starved at now at this point but again i think it's just a sign of how well the off season has gone that we're desperate for september to come around even more so than normal um mm. yeah so you know uh yeah what about those cleats eh? we've got those <laughs> we've got that early, got that very early starter Huh? This, this is going to be some. Uh, this is going to be some episode, Michael. I don't know how. I, I, I can sense it already. Sure, to you. <laughs> um, this, this is going to be a big one. This is going to be a big one. The yeah, very late night slash early start for us in a few months' time. That time will fly in, but you know, obviously, folks. No matter if you're listening in Ireland or in Colorado or Timbuktu, enjoy your summer. It will fly around. And you're right. Camp starting this week to an extent. And um, one thing, Colin that I wanted to talk about last week and we just didn't really get a chance to talk about properly was the fact that the team are going to honour uh, it's the 25th anniversary of the Super Bowl 32 winning team uh, during a homecoming weekend which ironically is going to be the week before London just the game against the Jets it's going to be like a halftime celebration and um, one thing that I'm interested in this is something we were going to talk about last week but obviously with the, with the ownership it just didn't happen I don't know if Joe Ellis is going to be there or not at that point we'll, we'll see what happens um, he's saying it's a special occasion deserving of a tribute that celebrates the 1997 season. You're talking guys like John, El- John Elway, Shannon Sharp, Terrell Davis, Steve Atwater, Gary Zimmerman, to name a few. Um, Rod Smith, Tom Nealon, Jason Needham. It's, it's, a, it's a, I guess, a big moment for, for this team, Colin. And it's hard to believe, I guess, for you and Stuart at least, uh, that it's 25 years ago. Yeah, it is. It is hard to to believe, and uh, what a what a season it was. The revenge tour, as the season turned out to be, given what had happened in '96 when um, the team really should have beaten the Jags but uh, didn't, and so it made kind of '97 um, all that. Um, more, more sweet i suppose when when you consider um what had gone on beforehand but not just in in terms of 96 but also in the previous uh, super bowl losses for elway and obviously all that mr b had done in terms of promoting the game in terms of building the the broncos so that would have been at a time where you know we were having to certainly i was having to follow the sport via uh, news reports uh, during the the week in the the newspapers. There was no game pass. Did you have a computer then? A a computer, but no no internet. I think we had dial-up in uh, in second, I was in secondary school. We had dial-up at the the time in in secondary school. 
um, you can imagine the uh, noise of 30 computers connecting to a dial-up modem. It was horrific. And uh, yeah, that, that was it. I, I just remember fo following along and every single week trying to get as, as much info as, uh, as possible. Stuart, I'm not sure if you had the Airtel back in the day. I think that is that still a thing in the south. Airtel. Or is I, it, is that, I presume it's all digital. But did they give you maybe updates in '97? You, you re refresh the screen. Well, they, they, to my knowledge, this was the last season that was um, was still on Channel Four at that stage. I don't think Sky had gotten the rights to it. I know the Super Bowl against the Falcons was the first one that was not on terrestrial TV um then in the south and i presume in the uk as well so um i remember being able to see quite a few of the playoff games um the thing about it wasn't and again it's hard to, to, to sort of remember when there wasn't a huge amount of sort of televised uh, american sport at that point so you were kind of you had to take what you were given there was no game pass as you said michael so it was kind of at the behest of whoever um was was uh was broadcasting it. I do, I do remember not seeing the Jacksonville Jaguars game. I don't think that was televised. So I think that was one the next day when you saw that we used to get at the Evening Herald. I don't know if you remember, Colin. The Evening Herald used to have a, and when I say like a two-inch squared column of results the following Monday, that's what you would get. Um, so you'd go down to the news agent and have a look, and then you'd see that the Broncos win. So I didn't see that game. I only ever saw that one. When the, the highlights were released on YouTube. Um, but I did see the game against the Chiefs, which featured that miracle fingertip play from Steve Atwater. Um, I mean, and I think just to, to go back, and I, I was convinced that we were going to win the Super Bowl the year before, but I think on reflection, we probably wouldn't because I don't, I think that Packers team was really strong. I think it was a step too far. I think the other thing as well is it was the first year that there was really aggressive free agency. So they were able to get somebody like Neil Smith, who was huge for the defense, particularly, you know, um, in, in generating pass rush, but also for his leadership. And Howard Griffith came over because Howard Griffith had actually been a Jaguar um, the year beforehand when the Broncos lost that really heartbreaking. That was the one that John Elway cried afterwards, I think, because um, I think he, like nearly every other Broncos fan in the world, uh, kind of thought this is never going to happen. Um, but I think that team, in, in similar ways to, say, the likes of the Buccaneers maybe a year or two ago, that team got hot at the right time. Um, and also, it was battle-hardened by the time it got to the Super Bowl. Um, and I think we, we spoke to Stink last year, and I remember I asked him an incredibly long-winded question, um, which he very politely listened to me babbling on about. Um, but eventually, when I got to the point when Stink was still awake, miraculously, it was about the fact that that Broncos team in, that won the first Super Bowl had, in effect, become an NFC team. Because I think people who, who don't really, who haven't been sort of following the sport as long as myself and Colin, the NFC had won, I think, 13 straight Super Bowls at that stage. And, and that conference was, generally speaking, when you think about the NFC and the AFC, the AFC was a finesse conference. It was... It was speed. It was the players were not necessarily, it just seemed like they weren't. Uh, it was more power football on the NFC. The defenses were meaner. Um, and what happened was, apart from the occasional Super Bowl, like when the Bengals probably should have beat the Niners and when the Bills should have beat the Giants, 
the NFC teams used to just manhandle the AFC teams and they just bullied them from start to finish. Um, because of the free agency, because of the players that they drafted, it seemed like the Broncos team had become one of those NFC bullies. So, you know, they'd go into places like really tough environments like the Chiefs, like the Steelers, um, and they'd be able to stand up. So it wasn't as much of a surprise when we beat the Packers as, say, it would have been if we'd beaten the Niners in that massacre that we'd suffered a few years previously. Um, but they were still, I think, the largest points favors to lose a Super Bowl um, from what I remember like everyone expected because they had far and they were re- repeating but the other thing as well to remember that, and, and I think you can get the game on on the NFL had that brilliant thing where they did a few years ago where they put three games out in their entirety broadcast quality on their channel um, and the Broncos beating the Packers in the Super Bowl is one of the Broncos three games so you can watch it it's an absolutely phenomenal game it really is it was probably the best Super Bowl up to that point um, and you had you know Hall of Fame players all over the park you know on both sides you did going back and forth we had a chance to really put it to bed and Elway made it uh, probably the only mistake in the game where he went for the kill unfortunately it was intercepted and I remember watching it at the time thinking we get the touchdown here this is over and then there was a horrible sinking feeling when that interception was made um but it was just it, it was a phenomenal thing and it also features my probably my favorite all-time two of my favorite all-time Broncos players one was the helicopter which obviously is is in Broncos lore but the other one was when Steve Atwater kills the, virtually the half of the players on the pitch with one hit including himself and um, which probably would have resulted in about a 12-week suspension a million dollar fine about 40 flags on the field but uh it's just one of the all-time great plays he just and that features the uh the immortal commentary Steve Atwater just killed Randy Hilliard. I mean, killed him. So, yeah, wonderful, wonderful night. I woke up my dad, who was not a Broncos fan, at four in the morning. Oh, we did it, we did it. He sort of looked at me and went, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> but, yeah, just phenomenal stuff. So, a wonderful team. Just a wonderful team. So, like, John Elway is like the Peter Canavan of, of the NFL. He finally gets over the line in the end. I had, I had to do that. Um, Colin, I'm, I'm going to try and turn this on. What, like, obviously, this is happening the week seven game against the Jets. I like this game for the team who apparently, according to my sauces slash sources, are not flying over to the Thursday. That's what I'm hearing at the minute. And I'm saying that 12 minutes into a podcast on SB Nation because I don't want it to be quoted in that, an article. A cha- that- that's a change. Uh, the, the talk, were we not led to believe after this game was initially announced that Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett He's wanted pushing. to get over? He's pushing. I hope that changes. That's just what I'm led to believe. And that's with no credible source. Let's just put that out there. I don't, I don't want to get in trouble. As far as I'm concerned, that apparently might be the plan at the minute. But we will hear what happens. I, I want to talk about the Broncos and the Jags very quickly because after that game, when, you know, I, I've obviously had to watch it back because I was six or seven years old, but um, Pat Bowling Column changed the uniforms. Uh, which was a big thing at the time. Like, and it would be interesting now, do you think, going on this whole concept with a new owner coming in, do you think it would be maybe the right time to change the uniform? I think it is. I think they need to find a way of bringing back the old logo, like the old retro logo, and maybe making it more modern looking. But I, I do think 
that we should be looking at a complete uniform change from a marketing viewpoint when you bring in a guy like Russell Wilson it makes sense to do it next year what's your thoughts Colin? Well, but before I get into that, I am very jealous that Stuart was able to watch so many games that season because he had Channel 4. I had S4C, which uh, American listeners won't have a notion what that is. It it's is, a great channel, Colin. I watched the wheels match over the overnight. <laughs> it is the Welsh version of Channel 4. So you don't get what Channel 4 gets. You get random stuff in, in Welsh. Um and uh, if any uh, anyone listening, um, if you were to hear Connectly, and you want you should check out how Connectly is actually spelt. It is uh, quite quite a phenomenal language. But uh, I therefore only got to watch the the Super Bowl live. One of the uh, all time great comedy lines in TV history is from Blackout, where he goes, "Never ask for directions in Wales, Baldrick." <laughs> Yeah, I can. I yeah, uh, the Welsh are lovely people. Great crack, great for a pint. Um, just an interesting, interesting language. So I only got to watch the the Super Bowl live. That uh, I didn't get to see anything else uh, that season. And um, living in Cork, we didn't get the Herald, but the Cork Examiner at the time uh, did carry the the results and and a little bit on the the game. So that was my way of kind of following along and uh, then getting to see highlights during the week at some point on um, one of the various kind of highlight roundup uh, shows. Uh, in, in terms of the, the uniform, Michael, I couldn't agree more. I would love to see us go back. I fell in love with the, the team back when uh, they were playing in the kind of neon orange and uh, I would love to, to see us go back uh, to, to that and kind of uh, if it was a throwback logo, all the better. Um, count me in while I might be kind of, um, you know, I, there, there are lots of things that have moved forward and the game has improved in, in so many ways. I don't think team uniforms are one of those. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Stuart, just, just saying a column there about, you know, obviously after that Jagas game, Pat Bowling changed the uniforms and then they go on to win two in a row. Um, it, it would be intriguing to see if they'd done this again with, with the new ownership. Do you think that's something that should be left alone or do you, or do you like the current state of the uniform? Like, I personally think, Stuart, they should try and bring back that retro logo. I do. I mean, I'm not mad about the, the Broncos colour rush uniforms, Michael, to be honest. I don't think the full orange combo works particularly well, but I do think the helmet that's part of the colour rush is, is by far and away the best uh, part of it. I mean, I think one of the things that Pat Bowlin uh, memory serves me, I think they wanted a change because they wanted a change in mindset and also you have to remember that I think that those uniforms had been um, on the receiving end of, of certainly two wallopings in Super Bowls and two other losses <clears throat> but I think now you know, so I can kind of understand why they did it then, but I think now you kind of go, look, they've won three Super Bowls since then. I think, you know, there's no longer the inferiority complex in the Broncos. They're, you know, they're, they've, they've won three of them now. Um, 
and it, it it's a cool logo. The same thing with 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 column. Like I grew up watching them. I I I I don't mind the new uniforms, and I like them, and I think that that you know there was, you know, I I I I I have fond memories of them. But if you're asking me, would I prefer them to go back? I would absolutely love if that color rush uh, helmet was was the one that we adopted week in week out and funnily enough i think that um that helmet goes particularly well with the white uniforms um which they wore in the first super bowl i watched the broncos in against the giants which uh, they were actually leading at halftime and then um famously in my small circle of people myself and my mate we were in boarding school and we were allowed by the older kids because they knew we were fans of the NFL they allowed us to stay up till half time and we went to bed it was 10-9 to the Broncos and then they, we thought they were taking the mick when they told us the final score the following morning and then we had to go to the Evening Herald to find out that they were in fact telling the truth um, but I I do I, I you know and as, as you guys are saying if there was a time for it to happen it would be now because there is a sort of a feeling that you know, there's been a complete change around. Um, and I'm sure Mr. Walton would be able to employ some damned uh, hot designers that could come up with something pretty interesting. So, yeah, I mean, why not? You know, I think, uh, you know, you, you, you kind of, and, and I'd imagine as well, if we were talking to Tampa Bay fans, they'd probably feel the same way about their original, you know, the, um, <coughs> excuse me, the Buccaneer, uh, design. I'm sure they a lot of them will probably want to go back to that, even though they've won two Super Bowls now. You know your forms. You know I I do. I think there there should be some some leeway there. You know I mean the one thing about the NFL in the 80s and maybe it's because you get to a certain age you look back in your childhood with through tinted glasses, but an awful lot of those NFL uniforms back then were just really cool. You know they just looked at me like the Eagles were brilliant. Patriots you know? retro jersey. Patriot. Yeah, as much as I would absolutely send them into into a volcano in, in, a, in a heartbeat the entire organization on its history uh they had some pretty damn cool uh gear back in the day and that logo that that patriots helmet is brilliant and uh, my earliest memory of it is it being absolutely stomped on by the 85 bear so maybe you know i, I kind of have a fondness of it for that but yeah you know there's some cool stuff there you get a little taste of it with the uh the color rush stuff and you know i think sporadically teams get to 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 do it, but you know, and what do you see as well, Michael? Is I'm, I'm kind of I'm actually sporting my 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 uh my retro Broncos logo top. You see a lot of the gear, you know. That's where you see it more often. You just reminded of how cool it is, you know. It's this the, the one thing that, and there was like a for me as a kid, I'm Colin. I imagine it was the same for you. You're a bit younger than me, but like this stuff in in dreary Ireland in the 1980s, like this was just incredible. Do you know the 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 colors the 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 show it was this was like going to come down from mars this stuff you know so i i'd be all for going back to some of that stuff and i'd imagine fans of other franchises would be the same as well you know this is peak off-season content and i'm, I'm here it for doesn't it. get better than this michael it really doesn't get better next week we're, we're, next week we'll talk best moments uh, i think i think that could be good and um, has there been anything lads that have that's out to you over the last few days on social media from camp or anything one thing for me as sad as it sounds i've seen zach stevens took a photo yesterday of Russell Wilson standing at the podium and I was like oh my god that could be me in October in London <laughs> I was like freaking out going he's 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 a big boy Colin big arms on the, on the man 
I don't think you can play in the NFL and not, not be a size. I know, but geez. it's it's an inch. I've heard that people have said that about um, Zach Wilson as well, though. They think kind of he's the boyish look that he's, he's so tiny. small, Colin. We've seen him in person. He's so small. He's tinsy, like. Yeah, say that to his face. Go on, Michael. Do that. Well, I, I don't want to say that. I, yeah. I didn't go to the presser for him. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> um, the um, look, I suppose, yeah. This to me, I I find this part of the season where um, everybody I've talked about it before. Everybody's in in peak shape, and you know we are getting the the stuff from um you know certain players at other teams throwing former teammates under the bus i know they may want to big up um their own teammates and uh, i i can understand that um you know but again that's why you take everything with a, a pinch of salt that you see publicly um i don't think you should ever dunk on former teammates um you know uh, there's no there's no need for that unless they have wronged you in a personal capacity um but I, ju- I just think this is the time everybody's in the best shape. Um, everything's going r- really, really well. And yeah, let's let's see when when football starts. Um, you know, the the infamous Mike Tyson quote that everybody's got a plan to get punched in the mouth. And stand out for you this week, Stuart, before we wrap it up. I think there's been um, Michael Ojemudia was the player that I, I sort of teased. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I use that in a very loose uh, sort of sense of the word uh, has apparently looked very good and I think you can never have too many good cornerbacks um, Ojemudia has flashed up until now um, and uh, Williams the slot corner we signed from the Niners apparently has looked really really good so hopefully injury permitting the, the, those guys will, will contribute because you know, we've got Sertan, who everybody knows how good he is, and, and he seems to be getting more and more mentions. As I think I saw him in a list of the players who could take the second-year leap. Um, you know, he he's somebody that, again, barring injury, you should uh, you should be looking at 10 to 12 years of elite cornerback play from Pat. Um, no, I think there was. It's been as good as 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 you'd expect up to this point. One thing that the only thing that's sort of seemed to be of, of of any kind of note and again you're not going to be seeing many sort of plays that are of, of, of huge importance at this point but it did seem I think it was Cecil Labby uh, had mentioned that it looked like the new defensive coordinator is going to draw up an awful lot more blitzes than Fangio ever did which I am absolutely in favour of um, and I think that um, apparently looked like a lot of pressure was getting to Russell Wilson who in fairness, extended a lot of plays with the, by his legs. Also, somebody else was saying that Russell Wilson's um, his eyes are fantastic in that he's very deceptive with where he leads defenders, um, and that's something I don't think either Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke or last year certainly had much of. So no, it's it's it, there's not been much, um, and thankfully, touch wood, nobody's been injured yet. Uh, Tyree Cleveland had a bit of a scare, but uh, the MRI came back negative. Thankfully, thank God. Uh, lads, I think that's going to do us for this week. If that's all right with you boys, we're, we'll come back next week. Uh, we're still trying to get a player on. Uh, we're, we're trying. We, we, we are advertising ourselves well and, and explaining about ourselves. And hopefully we'll get somebody on next week. But uh, look, uh, again, we are really appreciative of everyone that's listening to the show at the minute on the Mile High Report Podcast Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Michael underscore NFL for some great takes. 
at all times of the day and night. At Colum from Cork, who is uh, going to tweet as well. And at PurpleHeartTC on Twitter. Big best of luck to the Avs starting off. I think this will be out by the time game one goes out this week. But obviously, as Denver sports fans, wishing the Avs well. Hopefully, Mr. Cronky can get another trophy. Two of the year would be nice, lads, wouldn't it, for him? Uh, but in all seriousness, good luck to the Avs. There's a lot of fans that support both teams. And if you're getting up to watch it, it's a preview for all of the late games that we're going to have this year. Uh, but good luck to them. And maybe we'll be talking about a two or three win next week on top of that there. But for now, lads, go Broncos. Uh, go Avs as well. And chat to you soon. Go Broncos. Go Broncos and go Avs. There we go. Goodbye, folks.